All right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com. And this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. This week, Grace Parra and Megan Gailey join me to discuss the ongoing U.S. invasion of the uterus, whether or not Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen should quit, and women who dunk. Then comedian and Nailed It host Nicole Byer joins us to talk about workplace harassment, dude you ask, and an island resort for women. We'll get to all that, but first, the good news. This is the first episode where we have a celebrity guest oh, co-host, yes. guys. Nicole Byer is going to stop by and hang out with us later in the show. She is the host of Nailed It. Um, have you guys watched Nailed It? It's Netflix? so funny. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Yeah. We were also, Nicole and I were also on a canceled hidden camera prank show. Oh, wow. So uh, celebrity even before Nailed It. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Nailed It before I went to bed last night just to kind of bring myself down from putting together an outline for a show that's like the world's on yeah. fire. Um, by the way, I do recommend that. It's a very good like mm-hmm. come Palette down. cleanser. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, as a result, I dreamed that Fleetwood Mac were uh, on Nailed It. They were contestants on Nailed It. And today, Grace rolls into the studio with Fleetwood Mac. Oh, wow. That would be great. I think they would be really fun. Well, uh, the original lineup, though, what are we talking? Because now Lindsay Buckingham's not in the group, and I don't know what to make of that anymore. It was like 70s Fleetwood okay. Mac. Oh, great. Okay, so like the height of Coke. Mm-hmm. The height of Coke Fleetwood. I feel like the cupcakes would have a lot of hair in them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a lot of long blonde strands. Hair and deception, yeah. for sure. Nicole and uh, Nicole would as is her custom on the show, she would cut the cupcake in half, and I'm just picturing her going, oh, there's hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she's stopping by. Um, one announcement for Hysteria listeners. I'm so excited. We're having our very first Hysteria live show. Yes. August 12th at Outside Lands in San Francisco. We have a celebrity guest. We will announce closer to the date of the show, just because people's schedules move around. But suffice to say, we're really excited about her, and mm-hmm. you guys are going to be excited about her, too. This baby podcast, August 12th at Outside Lands. Super stoked for it. Let's get into the good news first, though, ladies. Because mm-hmm. there was actually some good news this week. First announcement. We did it. We won feminism. <laughs> it's 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 won. It's over. It's over. It's over, baby. We can just put it put it all away. Uh, breastfeeding is now legal in all 50 states. Wow. <laughs> I love that it wasn't until... I know. What? <laughs> uh, it's, I think sad-gressive is the word that yes. we've been using. It's like, really? <laughs> Only just now? Now, is this like a slip through the cracks, like you know, horses aren't allowed on the sidewalk thing? Or was Idaho and Utah really like, no, we cannot have this in our state? Well, there was a debate, which was actually really funny. Um, And I I started reading about it, and then I felt myself blacking out with rage. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, you know what? There's there's bigger fish to fry than this one rinky-dink Idaho congressman. But a lot of people were like, it's gross. Like, you shouldn't be able to whip them out in public. And it was just like... That's right. I remember reading that. I, I was also... One of the things that I read about Utah recently is that it has... Uh, liquor has been more lucrative in Utah this past year than ever before. So I think there's a correlation between people getting drunk and just being like, fuck it. Get the Let tits me... out. Let's do it. There's also Let's no people. It's yeah. like, right. how many boobs are you encountering? Wait. Take them when you got them. I need to pause for a moment and rewind back to Grace's comment. So you're picturing a a drunk. state full of drunk women yes. breastfeeding. breastfeeding. Exactly. exactly. And then and then drunk men just being like, I'm okay with this suddenly. What if the drunk women are pumping in public and then dumping and the men are drinking it to get drunk? That makes a lot of sense. I, I feel think, like that's a Utah you know circle of life. <laughs> 
Well, they changed the laws now, so we won feminism. <laughs> we don't need to worry about anything anymore. We won. Uh, another another reason that we've won feminism, New Zealand has introduced domestic violence leave. So if you are a survivor of domestic violence, you now are legally allowed to take leave from work. It's cool that you can do that, but you should have already been able to do that. Agreed. Uh, yeah. One thing that I, that I like about this is that uh, domestic violence victims don't have to provide proof of their circumstances. Something I was worried about. Oh, like, how do you how do you show, like, I am being domestically uh, violated here. You don't have to do that, which is good in New Zealand. Because, you know, you never know. They trust know if, women? They actually trust women. They, <sighs> they take women at their word, which mm. is something I think America Tricky, could. tricky. I'll, <laughs> I'll believe that when I see it. Right. Third piece of good news, Betty White was trending on Twitter yesterday. Yesterday, and if you're like me, every time you see Betty White trending, you're like, yeah. oh, no, no, it can't be. But she was trending for a good reason. There's a new show about her life that's going to air on PBS. So, oh. whew. That's, that's great. She is a national treasure. Um, she's not allowed to die, actually. There have to be some <laughs> freaky scientists out there. Reddit, get on this. There have to be some like cryogenic scientists out there who can just preserve her already. Yeah, what's really upsetting to me is that you know, we have this, you know, we're, we're living in the future that was in 80s teen sex comedies. <laughs> and instead of using technology to develop like sexy robots that can live forever, mm -hmm. we're 3D printing guns. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Megan, you have some sports information. I, I'm the sporty. Sports. I'm sports, sports, sports. Sporty splice. Um, there was a dunk at the WNBA All-Star Game. What? Yes. This is her name is Liz Cambage. She is actually um, from Australia. She was the first woman to dunk in the Olympics as well. Oh. And so she dumped in the last few seconds. It wasn't a determining factor in the game. It was already sealed. And all of the players from both teams kind of like moved aside, let her run up the court and dunk, and the crowd loses their mind like it's so oh, cool man. to watch that it was like they were all like yeah she can do it she's six eight mm. but if you go to her wikipedia page since she's from australia she's two meters that's oh. that's the cutest part of the story i love that i love I that was it in minnesota it was in minnesota they so, love their links there they do <laughs> maya moore is um amazing she was the mvp i think yeah yeah mm -hmm. um you know another thing that's cool about the links in the wnba in minnesota is prince the late prince was a huge supporter of the wnba really? and the minnesota Lynx. yeah i think he was a part owner of the Lynx. really wow yeah prince is the best fucking guy ever <laughs> yeah he really he was, he was amazing oh also i was reading because i i have to I've been reading a lot about video games lately for reasons. Um, <laughs> Fortnite? <laughs> I've been reading about all of them uh, for reasons. And there's a, you can now make a female NBA player in mm. NBA Live. That's great. Which is really cool. I wonder if, if she would also like clear the way for her teammate to, to dunk. That's so generous. Yeah, it's just so generous. generous. No, it, it was actually really, the video is really, really cool to watch. I would say, and you can just tell they're like so excited yeah. that they're getting to see this happen. That's amazing. It seems like I was reading the ESPN write-up of the All-Star Game and mm -hmm. everybody was so, it seems like such a, it's a totally different sport than, it is. than yeah. like any male-centric sport that I watch. And I love the NBA, but it mm -hmm. just seems like such a celebration and they're all like so excited about being able to play and how excited people are to be there. Well, and everybody was saying Liz was having like the best time there. This year at the NBA all-star game there was a guy named Victor Oladipo who when you're like a first time all-star you like you're like oh my god there's all these crazy things we get to do she did get thrown out of a game last night really? and is facing a suspension <gasps> why so I like that she's kind of a badass too she just said the referees were she got her like seventh technical mm. and so it was she didn't do anything and she's used to this is her first year I believe in the WNBA mm -hmm. from Australia and she's like the referees are terrible <laughs> wow so, so I'm like wow she 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 has her high highs and her low lows I good like for her that. girl <laughs> <laughs> another news item Kim Kardashian went on I think Kimmel mm -hmm. and said she has nothing bad to say about Donald Trump cool <laughs> I have I have nothing at all to say about her next <laughs> news item yep, yep. there's a new poll a new series of polls actually that have all kind of indicated that it's bad like this fall is looking pretty bad for republicans specifically right now this poll focused on the midwest three new polls by nbc and marist of the senate and gubernatorial races in michigan minnesota and wisconsin show republicans are not doing great wisconsin governor scott walker oh is uh, <laughs> the collective groan remember when he ran for president for like oh, one kardashian marriage yeah. length of time he was like seven he was like i'm running for president 
never mind. He's been governor for quite some time, and he led the way in dismantling public sector unions, and teachers in Wisconsin do not like this man at all. Mm. Neither do other people in Wisconsin, (laughs) because 61% of Wisconsin registered voters think voters should give a new person a chance to be governor. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I could see that really happening, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin has some very progressive cities within it. Wisconsin is one of those states that we were talking about last episode where we have to have some millennials moving from outer cities into... They're they're working on it. My Pandora station still thinks I live in Chicago, Mm -hmm. uh, which is fun because I still get like that, okay, come on, yeah, and I love it. I don't want (laughs) to change it. And they're constantly trying to get me to move to Madison or Milwaukee. And I'm like, okay, I see, because they're like, the train sucks. (laughs) Come to Milwaukee. And you're like, all right, it seems like a lateral move. But you got me. Well, a cool elected <laughs> official would really go a long way, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we do have a cool, I mean, I say we because I grew up in Wisconsin. That's right. We do have a cool elected official, Senator Tammy Baldwin. That's right. Senator yeah. Tammy Baldwin also leading, uh, she's up by 15 percentage points in her election. Damn. Dope. Or her, uh, her, her race. <laughs> mm-hmm. In Minnesota, Senator Tina Smith, who you guys might recall, replaced Al Franken, is up by 14 uh, Amy Klobuchar, the other senator from Minnesota, is also considered kind of a shoo-in. Mm-hmm. Michigan Democratic Senator Debbie Stabenow expected to win again. She's up by 15. Great. This is uh, all women, yeah, for the record. Gonna, yeah. It's yeah, all yeah, women yeah. winning. Yeah, I was seated oh. next to Debbie Stabenow at like a gala a few years ago, mm-hmm. and she was so nice. Cool. Yeah, it was that. like De- me, Debbie Stabenow, Al Franken, America Ferreira on a, <laughs> on a gun. This is not a fever dream. And then the next, <laughs> and then Hillary Clinton was the next table over, and then two tables over was Nancy Pelosi. It was and then wow. Fleetwood Mac on a cooking <laughs> show, opening up some. Muffins. I know it does sound like my life does seem like a fever dream. Sometimes. <laughs> so another thing in uh, Michigan's gubernatorial election, a generic poll is expecting the. Uh, Democrat to win. But here's one thing that I want people to think. I want people to listen to this. People in the Midwest who are motivated and want things to change, because I know there's a ton of you. Remember believing polls and Mm -hmm. being cocky about them is sort of what got us into this into this fucking uh-huh. mess. Yes. Uh-huh. So I think what we should all do is is get energy from this and use that energy to go right back into what we were doing for the races. Uh-huh. If we're if we're canvassing, if you're just talking to your friends, if you're donating money, if you're helping raise money, whatever you're doing, don't let up at all. If these no. states are anything like Texas, too, Texas is in this, you know, we've talked about Beto O'Rourke and, and Ted Cruz. I'm very invested in this race, but Beto will win if... Hispanics, if African Americans, if women come out to vote, mm-hmm. so I think the same needs to be said for these races as well. If if you are diverse, if you are a woman, you you gotta come out to vote because that's gonna make all the difference in the world. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that the other day. A, it it sucks that it's not a national holiday like election day. It sucks yeah. because a lot of times people don't vote because they need to work or they need to arrange childcare. Yeah. Here's something that you can do. If you are a woman that doesn't have a ton of responsibilities and you're able to, or or a man, if you're listening to this and you don't have a ton of responsibilities, Mm -hmm. or you're a creative like me and you live a bohemian lifestyle, (laughs) what you can do on election day is if you have a friend or a neighbor that needs to vote and and might need childcare, volunteer to watch their kid. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. Like volunteer to, you know, help people do whatever they need to do. If you have a coworker who needs to take time off to vote, vouch for, like stand Mm -hmm. up for them, vouch for them so that they can go vote. That's where social media comes into play, by the way. Social media is terrible in so many ways, but that's where you can really start to connect with people who might need your services Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So I wish there was like a forum for Uh, that of some kind. uh, Yeah, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that'd be great. And then you're like, people would abuse it. (laughs) You know, it's like, I also, I mean, this is so promising. It also gives me huge fear that voter suppression will sort of clamp down on these specific races and areas to be like, these are the... My mom was voter suppressed in the Indiana primary. My my parents were too in Texas. They're practicing. Yeah. They're, They're doing like... They're doing rehearsals, and so it's like we got to be extra, extra vigilant and gung-ho and vouch for people and have Democrats everywhere being like, no, 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 we're not Mm -hmm. standing for this. I will add to that that I read a poll that said 11% of Republicans think it's appropriate for Russia to try to help Republicans win the midterm elections. And 29% said uh. that it's not appropriate, but it wouldn't be a big deal. Oh now, some God. Democrats also said, that, just to be fair, because I, I don't want to be totally misleading, I think 14% of Democrats said the same thing. But we're still dealing with people being like, as long as my team wins, it's cool if Russia interferes. So uh. I, I, with, with regard to midterms, like, get out there and vote for the people that you feel passionate about, but let's not dismantle democracy while we're doing it. Yes. I mean, and here's the thing. 
can't trust Russia to be your pals. Yes. No, they don't want what's best for exactly. us. Exactly. Exactly. No, they, oh my. Yeah. It would be crazy if they were like, listen, you guys, we actually know. If some, if France right now was like, I think we could fix America, I'd be like, please. Go for it. The flags are red, white, and blue. Go get on. Yeah. Russia's are too, though. Oh, damn, oh, it. damn it. I what about New Zealand? Like They're doing good head. stuff. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They're, they're about sowing discord and disarray and weakening America. And yeah. so what they'll do is they'll, you know, you know I was just, I almost said, fuck the Republican chicken. But I don't know what that <laughs> That's uh, our first merch item. I think that's the episode title, fuck the Republican chicken. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think they're going to they're gonna ride it out and help Republicans until they realize that the pendulum has swung the opposite direction. And then what they need to do is is move to the left and help people on the left. And as long as people are as devoted to political ideology or more devoted to political ideology and their team winning mm -hmm. than they are to the, what's best for America, then Russia can take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. of course. And, yeah. and we're, we're, I think we are firmly in that world right now. Facebook yeah. did take down 32 Russian bots yesterday. 32. 32. Um, you know, they haven't said that they were Russian, but they were Russian. Mm -hmm. um, they were from like, a, they were all registered to like a place right next to the Kremlin. And <laughs> that's those, so obvious, those by the 32 way. pages had over 300,000 likes. I mean, oh, there were really? 300,000 followers. Oh, that's, so, that's more than, I thought 32. And I, I know, like, but they think there's going to be, but they were like, these ones are 100% Russian bots. And I think there's ones that they're at like 90, that now the push is going to be, you need to turn them over to intelligence agencies, or if you're 90% sure, just get them out of here too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you said 90%, I was picturing like they took a 23andMe test and they're like, well, <laughs> I'm 90% but. Grace, I wanted to pivot to you and talk a little bit more about what's going on at the border with immigration and stuff, because that story is not going away. No, it's not. And uh, Senator Dick Durbin is the latest now in a growing circle of Democrats who are calling for Kirsten Nielsen to resign as Secretary of uh, Department of Homeland Security. So he said, what will become of these children and their parents whose border agents sadly called deleted family units. In the name of these deleted family units, 711 lost children and common decency. I am today calling on the architect of this humanitarian disaster, Kirsten Nielsen, to step down. So first of all, architect, when I read that, I was like, that sounds way too measured. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I want to blame this on incompetence. But then I was like, no, I think that that yeah. might be accurate. It's you know, it's it's just it's so it's so designed. And mm -hmm. then second, I just want a reminder that in addition to the 711 children that are still separated from their families, at least 431 parents have been deported without their children. And some of these have told their immigration attorneys that they were misinformed or coerced into waiving their rights to be reunited with their children. Um, and this is an important thing to remember with regard to Kirsten Nielsen, because she she said it's certainly our intention to reunify all families that are suitable. So it's a reminder that she comes at immigration from this place of believing that she or the administration are the arbiters of relative suitability for families mm -hmm. to be reunited. So they decide whether or not they think you are worthy of being reunited with your kids. Because children are not being reunited with grandparents. Right. Like it has, they've created all of these rules. Arbitrary that, restrictions. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I heard that the... the there's a detention center. I don't. I mean, are they calling it an immigration hotspot <laughs> where parents are being charged eighty five cents yeah. a minute to yeah. talk to their kids mm -hmm. and then earning a dollar a day to clean toilets? Yeah, they're commodifying this humanitarian crisis. That's and and disgusting. you know, and it just it does beg the question: who who is who's responsible? Who do we place blame on? And I have a couple questions for you guys because. First of all, do we think that she's obligated to resign? Second, who would take her place? And are we yeah. in a grass is greener situation where we believe yeah, that... the devil, you know. <laughs> exactly. It's my... not even a grass is greener. It's a shit is less smelly <laughs> yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. She is a terrible person. I was reading yesterday about some kids that had been reunited after being held in detention who didn't come back the same. Like they were yeah. now, now when they play, they pretend to handcuff each other. Yeah. We, like we've done as a, as a country, I say we, because we're a democracy and mm -hmm. we are all complicit in this unless we do something to stop it. Yeah. Um, they're playing handcuffing each other. They're mm -hmm. playing ice agents with each other. And another thing that I was reading yesterday uh, is that Trump officials were warned for months in advance. Like this is going to damage people. This is going to traumatize people children and they did it anyway if you need to be 
warned for months in advance, if it's not the first thing that you think of that this could be damaging to children for the rest of their lives, yeah. how how much empathy are you lacking? How how do you get through life thinking that? Because this, I not only want her to resign, there's also some sort of like, how are you going to be held accountable once you're out of office? I mean, you have committed a humanitarian crime. Well, see, this is what's so interesting because apparently there are reports that she actually wrote a resignation letter but then decided last minute not to turn it in. Ow. To me, that's the, that's the biggest like, fuck you for doing that. Yeah. Fuck you for taking a position where you are advocating for for a certain president and uh then suddenly it's just it, it's cowardly to say that you're going to you're going to echo the desires of the president. You don't get to be so close to stepping away from having a moral compass and then not doing it. Well, it also fuck her for Leaking that to the press mm -hmm. because there's mm -hmm. no like stories like this work because somebody close to her or her mm -hmm. leaked to a reporter to get that story out because they deliberately want people to think, oh, they're having a moral crisis. It's like yeah. all mm -hmm. those stories about Jared and Ivanka being like privately upset, but yeah. actually exactly. doing nothing. It's like, exactly. you know, oh, I'm privately upset. I'm whispering into a jar that I'm not happy. And then I'm like screwing the top on the jar and I'm putting it in my refrigerator and never looking at it again. But like, you guys saw the jar, right? You saw the yeah, jar? Yeah, the jar exists. The jar exists. So can I go eat at Mexican restaurants again? I mean, that I think it's, yeah, exactly. she wants that, like, can I be out in public I again? And it's like, no, that. bitch. Right. Yeah. Well, and she might also want, you know, there's a bunch of things she could want. She could want a lobby. She, she could want to not be toxic to a lobbying firm after she gets out of this. And she yep, should be toxic. Yeah. I think that she should be on some kind of permanent shit list. She could also be aiming for a cable news commentary contract. Book deal. Book deal. Mm -hmm. The reason that people like this try to paint themselves in the media as someone who's been privately conflicted is because they want us to think that they have some kind of uh, redeeming moral quality. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they don't. They don't. And, and I want to also state that, like, the core of her philosophy towards immigration is completely wrong. And I think anybody that Trump is going to put in that position is going to have this same philosophy. Yeah. She is about merit-based immigration and not about families first. So inevitably, again, with the who's going to be the arbiter of deciding who, whether or not somebody's worthy of coming into this country, she believes that, that there are certain people that are worthy of being Americans and other people that are not. And that's intrinsically horrific and intrinsically is going to continue tearing families apart. And also just like logically, it doesn't make any sense. If, for example, you're trying to recruit, let's say, an engineer from Columbia, okay, somebody that you're like, this engineer it, it has, has a lot of, is going gonna, is gonna to do great things here in America, but you're merit-based and not family first, does the engineer, who we'll call a woman right now because women can be engineers too, does what? she, <laughs> I know, does she, this is hysteria, guys, does she get to come into the country but the rest of her family doesn't? Yeah. You know, like there's there's just I don't think that that this administration is thinking about immigration in the right way. Well, not to mention the fact that Donald Trump's in-laws came here via chain migration. Yeah, like yeah. Melania, yeah. who her her immigration history has never really been addressed. Mm -hmm. And it seems as though in the process of becoming a citizen, she might have kind of fudged a few laws. Yeah, yeah. And her parents came in because she was here. Maybe Donald Trump doesn't want his in-laws here. Maybe he doesn't want <laughs> <laughs> That's what this all comes down yes. to. Well, Get him out of here. I, I Yeah, I just, I, I think that, that we, while we are denouncing Kirsten Nielsen and why I, I think that it's very fair to call for her head, I do fear uh, who might replace her. And I also have read that Rick Perry is potentially on that list, which is... <sighs> yeah, at least now she doesn't really have any legs to stand on. You know, like, everything she does is going to be so extremely, like, scrutinized that it's like, maybe she is... If I just totally flip flop now, I now it's, I it's work for her. <laughs> it's a complicated question. I've, I've thought the same thing because it's like, is she doing the best that she can do in that possible in that job? I mean, I, given the restrictions that she's working with, it's just it. The administration is fucked. You yeah. know, it sort of reminds me of that experiment from like the fifties where they put people in a room next to like a like a, a, a row of buttons and then they could see through the glass somebody that was hooked up to electrodes yeah. and they hit hit the buttons and they. The person on the other side of the glass w was pretending to be electrocuted, and the person standing next to them was ordering the person to like up the <sighs> the voltage. And most yeah. of the time, the person upping the voltage just listened to the exper like the scientist that was next to them. I feel like, but there, I feel like that's what Kirsten Nielsen is. She's a person sitting there being told to like yeah. turn up the dial. Yeah, she can walk away. Yes, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. She can walk away. And She's a show. willing participant, and she also agrees with it. You know, like mm -hmm. I think she in her little head is like, I should turn the button. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with Sarah Huckabee Sanders and any number of other people who have replaced uh, those who've been ousted in the administration thus far already. Yeah. Okay. Let's pivot to one more very serious topic before we bring in our celebrity guest.
Yesterday was the final day of comment for the Trump administration's so-called domestic gag rule. First of all, I can't say the word gag correctly because I'm from gig. Wisconsin. So <laughs> gag. I, yeah, so I have to stop oh, and think about it. Gig. But basically, this rule would restrict how Title X funding is distributed to healthcare providers. Title X is a federal grant program that gives aid and grants to healthcare services for women who need reproductive health care who are low income. So like Planned Parenthood, for example, but it's not just Planned Parenthood, it's other clinics that provide similar services. Right now, there's a there's a rule that's been proposed that isn't on the books yet, but, the, but it probably will be because HHS is staffed with zealots mm-hmm. that would restrict Title X funds to places that don't perform abortions on the same premises where they provide Title X services. So in, I guess, removing the kind of bureaucrat ease from that. Basically, it means that if you are a low-income woman and you get your birth control because of a Title X grant program from a Planned Parenthood that also provides abortions, that Planned Parenthood would not be eligible for funding anymore because on the premises, they provide abortions, even though you're not getting an abortion. They also uh, would restrict what healthcare providers are allowed to suggest to patients um, because women are stupid and we don't know what's happening with our bodies. And if nobody tells us about abortion, we're never going to know about it. We don't have the internet. Yeah, we don't We don't have the internet or friends or books. <sighs> this rule, according to the website Rewire, which is actually a really good source for reproductive health care news, mm-hmm. Rewire says 40% of Title X participants could risk being denied funding because of this rule. It would also eliminate the requirement that Title X providers offer a full range of reproductive health care options and provide info about prenatal care, delivery, adoption, and abortion. And it would redirect funding to religiously affiliated organizations that promote abstinence-only family planning. Yeah. Okay, here's what I don't understand. Doesn't Trump not want the poors and the browns to breed? I don't. So doesn't this help that? Why don't you just allow yeah, low-income... He, he has to pretend that he's religious. <sighs> I think the the part that's so baffling and frightening to me is that nurses and doctors would have to not give information to women. I have had friends that had late-term abortions because of... The baby was dead. You know, mm-hmm, like, there's... Mm-hmm. I'm, I hope I'm not being too, like... Like organs growing outside of the like, they, we need to have conversations about ha- the reality of this stuff. That I think could, it's very fair. Or babies that are going to kill the mother if they mm-hmm. have them. It, the, if they're not able to provide that information, and I, uh, so many health organizations have come out and been like, no, this is detrimental to people's health and well-being, and I just don't understand. At what point is this administration like, no, we know better than doctors? Mm-hmm. They've already said they know better than scientists. And that they know better than women. But you know better than the head of, like, OBGYN America. Like, how? How do you think you know better than them? Well, the thing that's that's really shitty about this is, like most policy moves, the results are not going to be immediate. What you're going to see is, like, a lag of a few years, and suddenly we're going to see like an uptick in unwanted pregnancies or unplanned pregnancies, or we're going to see an uptick in people seeking out unsafe abortions. We're going to see people having more children than they are economically prepared to support because they didn't have options. And that's not good. And and maybe by the time we start seeing the impact of that, we're going to have somebody else in the White House who has to deal with the fallout. Mm -hmm. And that fucking sucks. And uh, And these are the people that need it the most. These are low-income women. Yeah. These are low-income women, and one of the one of the ways that that people have economic mobility in this country is to control the size of their family and the timing of their children, and because children are very expensive, mm-hmm. um, and so if you are somebody who wants to advance from one economic class to another, whether or not you have children is an economic decision as well as a family decision. Mm-hmm. So this is ac- this is essentially trapping people in lower economic classes who want to advance, who want to get out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, this is something the Trump administration owns as well. We can't forget about that. I, I just, uh, I always feel like my, my hands are so tied when it comes to this particular issue. Uh, more so even than with, with immigration, with um, any number of issues that we talk about on the show. I just don't know what to, to do. I mean, we obviously have to continue to oppose uh, the election of officials who are going to perpetuate this, this the belief that this is an okay move for our country. But I, I don't know what else to do. And, mm-hmm. and I guess I pose that as a question. Do you guys feel the same way? And are there specific actions we can take besides advocating for Planned Parenthood, besides don- donating for uh, 
uh, you know, to these organizations that try to reverse this. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, with regard to Brett Kavanaugh, something that we that that's been discussed in the past. Like he's somebody who I think we're starting to kind of forget the fact that he's really opposed Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. and that yeah. a, a confirmation of his nomination will make this faster. This yeah. will all happen faster if he comes into to the to the Supreme Court. Right. And and this is another thing before we kind of pivot to something a little bit lighter because mm-hmm. um, we have to keep thinking about this. It's just the way that things are now in this garbage era that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Um, Kavanaugh has a very long paper trail, very mm-hmm. long paper trail. And uh, Mitch McConnell is trying to expedite the process of getting him, him confirmed, which would mean that senators and the American people wouldn't have a chance to review the ways that Brett Kavanaugh has opined about, interacted with the law in the past. Um, Mitch McConnell, who delayed Merrick Garland's confirmation yes. so, for so long that, you know, they, they basically have a stolen Supreme Court seat now. Mm-hmm. This is something I think that that we are owed as, it, as the American people, as women. Um, we are owed access to... Kavanaugh's full paper trail, and that's something that you know. If you if you feel like calling some people, uh, yeah. you can call your senators and yeah. let them know that you, they need to harp on this. I think both the female senators that are like sort of up for grabs Collins have been like, no one's really called us, and it's like Collins no. and Murkowski. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they've said it hasn't been the outcry that they heard for ACA for immigration. So I I do think we have to continue to call them. Mm-hmm. I'll pretend I'm from Maine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Maine I'll be like, for a I'm, wedding. I'm going to, I'm I've got to harvest my cranberries. Um, <laughs> I'm having a lobster roll right now. But <laughs> Kavanaugh, no, no, no. Those baseball tickets, get them out of here. <laughs> All right. Call your senators and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Nicole Byer. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Power up your life with superior brain and body nutrition products from IQ Bar. Their plant protein bars are the perfect low-carb breakfast. Their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks replenish electrolytes. And their IQ Joe Mushroom Coffees will keep you focused all day long. Start each day right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. IQ Bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. All their products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners. And today, Hysteria listeners get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Just text HYSTERIA to 64000. One thing I love about IQ Bar is, first of all, right now it's really dry where I am. Oh, okay. It is hard for me to stay hydrated. I just like, I, I'll just be going through my day and I'll be like, why am I so like... Parched. I'm parched. I'm in a bad mood. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And it's, ah, got to drink some water. Got to stay hydrated. I really like their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks because it allows me to rehydrate myself at a time yeah. when I feel like the atmosphere is trying to take all my moisture away. Well, and sometimes you need more than just water. Sometimes you need more more than just water. I also love IQ bars because I love a portable breakfast. I love a grab-and-go breakfast. No dishes. Love something I can walk around holding and eating. I like something I can eat in my car without endangering the lives of me and every other motorist on the road. A breakfast burrito. <laughs> not, not the safest thing to eat behind the wheel. IQ bar, go ahead and do it. Good for you. Great ingredients. Helps you stay focused and alert throughout the day. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you don't have to dirty any dishes. Refuel smarter with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text Hysteria to 64000. Get your discount. Text Hysteria to 64000. That's H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. This episode of Hysteria is brought to you by Viore. Need the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift? Check out Viore Performance Apparel. Drawing inspo from the coastal California lifestyle, Viore's products inspire others to live vibrant, active lives. I love that they're calling this the coastal California lifestyle. I will embrace that instead of what I thought it was, which was the I only want to wear comfortable clothes lifestyle. Yeah. I have to. I refuse to be uncomfortable I refu- if I want to be productive. I refuse <laughs> to be uncomfortable, but sometimes I have to look like I belong in a respectable place lifestyle. 
which is like yeah. Viore is perfect for it because they the clothes look fantastic. They fit great. They are so comfortable. I lie down in mine all the time. <laughs> Especially, Erin, the women's performance joggers. They have a slim but relaxed fit and are designed with dream knit stretch fabric. I love my joggers. I've slept in mine. I've slept in them. Really? You don't get hot? No. They're very, like, on, oh. a, on it's like a couch nap. You know, you have like a, oh yeah. you've got like maybe a half an hour in the afternoon. You're like, ooh, I've got a like small break. I'm very tired. I'm going to just like lay down for 20 minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect for couch napping. Joggers. I love the leggings. I can work out in them. I can do my errands in them. I can wear them with a proper top to a business meeting. It is not a problem. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you probably could. Just put a a blazer and like... Denim shirt. Denim Denim shirt, blazer, leggings. So easy. 100%. And, of course, the men's core shorts. They have a classic athletic fit, falling just above the knee while the Sunday performance joggers are made from recycled performance stretch fabric. I got my dad some men's core shorts. He wears them to mow the lawn. It's perfect. He is, like, I think... My my dad is one of those people that just like beats the crap out of his clothes. He'll wear them until they're they look like a security blanket that a thirty year old yep. still has, where it's just like a ball of string, and you're like, Ugh. Um, our dads are the same. Yeah, yeah. But um, my dad has had his for like a couple years now, and I think I, I saw him wearing them the other week when I met up with um, family on a on a short weekend trip, and they still looked great. It was like, Dad. Your clothes still look new. So fancy. (laughs) Viore is offering Hysteria listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash hysteria. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash hysteria. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash hysteria and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. And we're back. It is my pleasure to introduce our very first celebrity co-host, Nicole Byer. Woo! What a dream. Yes. I'm a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> You're a celebrity. No, You're a celebrity co-host. She is the host I'm of... I'm mildly I've successful. I've walked the streets with you. People people <laughs> like you. They point at you. Now children like me, and it's weird. Oh, children yeah. like you? Yeah, I hate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> so they're stupid. Do they know you from Nailed It? Yeah, they call me Cake Lady. Oh, no way. Now they'll be like, that's the Cake Lady. That's Can like... I have a picture with the Cake Lady? Do you learn my fucking name, you dumb dumb? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the last so everyone brought their kids to set when we were filming because they liked me, and I was like, this sucks. And one kid was just like, I like you so much, and I was like, thank you. Remain a fan. When you get older, you'll have money. And he just blinked at me, and I was like, oh yeah, children don't understand real conversation. (sighs) He was like, I saw a fire truck, and you're like, okay, I "I don't give a shit. Was there a hot man on there? Did you see his dick? And then they're like, get her away from him. (laughs) I was reading a vulture interview that you and your co-host did, where you're talking about how you make really filthy jokes Mm -hmm. that just never ever make (laughs) make Mm -hmm. the show. Um, what are some of your favorite besides like hiding the trophy in your in mm-hmm. your pussy? What are some of your other favorite jokes that you've made that have never made the show? There's so many. <laughs> well, this woman put pop rocks in her cake and it looked like real jizz. <gasps> and it was like the tenth day we had filmed, and I was like, guys, look, it's jizz. And it was like the girl who cried wolf. They were like, whatever, Nicole, everything looks like jizz to you. <laughs> and I was like, please look. And then one of the cameramen was like, I looked, it did. <laughs> Wait, the Pop Rocks made it look like jizz? Mm-hmm, like, because it melted into this, like, oh. off-white goop. Ew. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh. That didn't air. I guess 
because of that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you also have to eat. You have to, to eat it. You have to eat the food. Yeah, and it's all gross. It's all terrible. It's all terrible? It's like getting paid to eat poison. Yes. Oh, no. It's all bad. Have you ever is, had a good one? No. Oh, no. <gasps> which is mystifying because they're using cake mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's making anything from scratch. <laughs> you know, I, I always felt like you could, because cake mix just it smells so good when you open the box. Oh, I yeah. feel like if I snorted lines of it, I'd be like, yum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is good. Mm-hmm. Can you taste sugar sometimes? Just like the grains of sugar? Yeah, because people don't mix anything <laughs> correctly. I've tasted eggshells. Oh, wow. Oh, my uh, God. One lady broke a bit of the spatula in the cake. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> You're how doing they, the Lord's work, Nicole. How do they find the contestants for I have it? no idea. Craigslist. I know that, like, reality producers have some sort of casting process that I'm not privy to. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're supposed to be nominated for the show. And then one guy was like, who nominated you? And he's like, you know Becca. And I was like, who's Becca? He's like, you know Becca? And I was like, no, I don't know Becca. Who is Becca? And he's like, you know, the casting lady. And I was like, oh, oh, oh you're not real. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but everyone else, the second season, they're like real people. They're insane. It's perfect. It's perfect. Well, one of the things that I, that I think, because I, like, I was watching it before bed last night. When I watch it, it's usually like I need to calm myself down. Like, this is a sh- I think one of the reasons I like it so much is because it's like you are all so positive about these people fucking mm-hmm. it up, but you're also <laughs> honest about it. You're not like, you know, in, when, when you watch like American Idol or a singing competition show. <laughs> Every time anybody gives any constructive criticism, mm-hmm. the whole audience boos. <laughs> like because America America cannot handle any any honesty when it comes to like people's self-esteem. And I love the show because it's like, oh yeah, you fucked it up. That's hilarious and you did it and you don't need to hide it. Like it's it's funny. We're all having a good time. Yeah. That's, That's the show. I mean, it We're just, all just giggling. But it just seems like, and this is just maybe I'm I'm sounding a little bit like freshman seminary right now. But it just seems like so much in culture is like pressure to look perfect or mm-hmm. or like present a veneer of perfection. And this is like it's not perfect. It was never perfect. And that's like really cool and like refreshing. And I wanted to use that as like a segue into this next Ooh. topic. Oh. Segue alert! Nailed it. Segue. I know. Segue. <laughs> People love saying it to me. <laughs> oh, man. Do the kids love saying it to you? Everyone does. I'm not even on hysteria. I'm just here to fuck with you, Nicole. <laughs> well, I like it. <laughs> I like it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how there's been a disparity between the way that, that certain men and different companies project themselves publicly as mm-hmm. allies and what's really going on beyond, behind the scenes. And I wanted to specifically talk about the Ronan Farrow piece in The New Yorker about Last Moon Vest from CBS. Um, Six women in the piece claimed that he harassed them. Four described what seemed to be a practiced routine. Um, And then Ronan Farrow also details ways that Moon Vest threatened to destroy careers of women who wouldn't sleep with him or wouldn't make out with him, which, yuck. They also, you know, they talk in the article about how there's different shows like 60 Minutes, for example, were sort of these fulcrums of harassment and how CBS has created a culture of harassment the thing that was crazy to me about it was that Les Moonves had founded like a like a group that's like women. We're mm-hmm. so we're they always now. have though. Mm-hmm. They always do. But behind it is this culture of harassment, and it's like I was thinking as I was reading this, like, is there any place that this doesn't exist? No. no, and I think what's really important in this conversation is to remember that is to remember that because I think we tend to focus on politics, we tend to focus on entertainment, we're aware of the power structures in those industries, and we talk ad nauseum about the people who are perpetrators, sexual perpetrators in those industries. But this is happening at all levels. We're talking about farmers are doing this, people in the restaurant <laughs> industry, the service yeah. industry. I mean, the, uh, by the way, in people's homes, mm-hmm. if you think about like the old adage of of you know, it's not rape if it's your wife, mm-hmm. it's happening at every level, and uh, you. You know, and so I think I think that's the first first place where we can begin to find some sort of common ground and find healing for this is to remember that this is not just a politics and entertainment yeah. phenomenon. He was also one that like you kept I think in the industry we are in, you always hear like who's next? You know, mm-hmm. like you'll go and you'll yeah. be like, Did you yeah. hear? Mm-hmm. And like I heard about him for over a year now. Yeah. Like it was like he's next, he's the next because he's mm-hmm. a, a top of a major network. Uh-huh. And and then this finally came out and I was like, oh I thought I had already like heard it. And then 
it's sort of we were talking about this. It kind of lessened the blow of you were yeah. like, oh, that was it. Okay, he's yeah. had, he has a privilege of not yeah. being a novelty anymore. Yeah, it's true. I mean, when I read this piece, I was like, well, that sucks. Like, of course, nobody should be like, make out with me, or you're never gonna work in this town again. Like, that's not. But great. also, how old are you? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Come on, make out with me. me. <laughs> Give me a little smoot, darling. Ugh. Yeah, it just, it doesn't make, actually, I was thinking about the who's next thing, because I used to work more in journalism and stuff, and so my friends who were, like, fully in entertainment would get in touch, and who's next? I feel like the Me Too movement has become, like, who's next? the who's next I know. Yeah, yeah. in a certain way. But, Nicole, I wanted to ask you this, because, you know, we all work in industries where we are expected to, like, make edgy comments at work, make you know, jokes about jizz cakes that work <laughs> in some cases. You're expected to. But how do we, you know, in an industry where we kind of traffic in offense and edginess, how, how do we mitigate the line between something that feels like harassment and something that's just part of the job? Oh boy, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I'm just waiting for someone to be like, Nicole Byer, here's my thing piece on how she's awful. Um, it is a learning curve. So, like, I had my own show for a little bit on MTV and then on Facebook. And over the weekend, we would come back in on Monday and I'd go, hey, how's everyone's weekend? Y'all fuck? <laughs> and then a friend was like, Nicole, what if a man said that to you? And I was like, hmm, I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> she was like, you got to start thinking, like, what if you were a man? Like, do you think that's harassment if a man says it? Maybe you shouldn't say it. So, I don't know. It's... It's a very, because I don't mean anything by it, mm -hmm. but then like a dude would be like, I don't mean anything by yeah, it. Right, right, so right. it is a very but hard thing. But then I do check in with people. I'm like, did I cross the line? Was that yeah. bad? And then it's like, well, if I'm talking to a PA, they'll probably always just be like, right. no, oh. no, you're fine. You're <laughs> right. fine. Yeah. Because they're a PA and there is a power structure. Um, so it is, it's hard. It's, I just try to check in. Yeah, and be because like, it was I... your show. Yes. So you're yes. at the bar. You're mm -hmm. less. Mm -hmm. You are our I'm less. I'm less Moonves <laughs> asking people how they fucked over the weekend. <laughs> oh. So yeah, it just, I just try to really like check in with people and be like, is this okay? Mm -hmm. Have I gone too far? Like I nailed it. I kind of sexually harassed Wes. But we like talked about it for like a full hour on my podcast. And he was like, no, it's fine. He's like, you're, I think you're funny. And he's like, and I kind of understand what it's like a satire on men harassing people. It's he's mm -hmm. like, I get what you're trying to do. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> well, I think it's also that like, you're not, you're not like asking people if they fucked and be like, you come fuck me now. Oh, yeah, or no. you're fired. I have, I have no <laughs> Which is like, desire to be fucking PAs. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some. I've seen some. <laughs> That's, I think that's an interesting point you bring up, Nicole. Like, the more power you have, the more aware. Even if you're in a group or you're somebody who hasn't really had a lot of power, if you suddenly have it, you have to, like, consider that in the mm -hmm. way that you interact with people. Like, you know, I, I just started a newish job, and we had to sign a, like, co code of conduct, and I read over it, and some of it was like, no, making sexual jokes. And it's like, well, then you what, have to, what are we doing? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's just like, you know, it's just any company trying to get people to sign a code of conduct mm -hmm. would just have to, like, do it to protect themselves. I think it also, not to put the, like, onus on the victim or whatever, but, like, people should speak up a little bit. Like, when I when someone makes me uncomfortable, I try to speak up and be like, hey, that joke you made, not fun for me. And I'll <laughs> tell you why. Like, I had a photographer literally yesterday or two days ago be very rude to me. So then I was like, we're done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm leaving. He's just like, why? And I was like, I didn't like the comments you made. Also, you're taking fucking forever, and I don't mm -hmm. need this. I don't. And then he was like, oh, well, well, well. And I was like, mm -mm. my job is not to make men happy goodbye. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying everyone needs to act like that, but... I don't know. But then it's just like people shouldn't be making anybody uncomfortable. It's such a, it's a very complex, convoluted conversation. Yeah. I yeah think. I it's agree. a Did vortex you, of shit. Yeah. It, it sucks. Uh -huh. It is uh -huh. a vortex. It because it's also like you can't read someone's mind. There are certain behaviors that are universally mm -hmm. bad that you mm -hmm. can assume when I do this, people are going to, to not like it. Mm -hmm. But then there are certain behaviors that are kind of gray area and we exist in the gray area in mm -hmm. our jobs. I was actually thinking what you said reminded me of Stephen Colbert mm -hmm. talking about the less moon vest thing. Did you get, did you guys catch that? I yeah, saw that. I, I, I saw that. Yeah. So actually, uh, Julie Chen, 
his wife, uh, Les Moondas's <laughs> mm-hmm. wife, is a is a panelist on the talk, and which is just, on CBS, which is on and CBS. she hosts Celebrity Big Brother or Big Brother, right? Oh yeah, Big yeah, 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 which is yeah. also on CBS. Yeah. Nepotism. <laughs> you know what does suck for her is she is a talented, journalist. beautiful woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. journalist. Yeah. <laughs> I said woman. She doesn't need Les so it's like, romantically. When you think like her husband is the head of the network, yeah. we all consciously go well yeah and it's like no she probably could have done it on her own yeah but now she has a bigger house yeah yeah (laughs) and probably more than one oh yeah yeah. they got a plane yeah Yeah. their plane is probably bigger than my apartment was in new york city yeah but the way that uh colbert confronted it was he said something to the effect of like you know eventually it's going to be your guy like and if Mm -hmm. you can't if you can't speak out against it when it's your guy then what are you even doing Uh, um which i think is really interesting and then um Another thing that that reminded me of was the John Oliver interview with Anita Hill. Did you guys catch? <sighs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. No. Good. I mean, she, yeah, she's just incredible. You're too busy nailing it. Yeah, <laughs> <gasps> too busy sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really great if you haven't seen it. It's all over YouTube, listeners. If you want to, if you want to catch up on it. But um, he, at one point in the interview, Oliver says to Anita Hill, "What are men supposed to do?" And she's like, "Well, what would you do?" And yeah. he said. He he gave an answer, said that he would pull someone aside and said that was say that was creepy to the person who made the joke. And Anita Hill was like, Well, why don't you pull aside the person that you saw it aimed at and ask if they're okay? Which mm-hmm. I think is a really interesting Clever. thing. Yeah. Like if you're a bystander and you see something and you're like, I'm not sure if that was okay, mm-hmm. talk to the person that it was aimed at and be like, Were you okay with that? Do you want me to say something? She's speaking to such like a bigger problem. That's like, um, what is it? It's like bystander something. I'm yes. like where you're like, mm-hmm. someone else will call the police. And then like, if you're being sexually assaulted, you have to scream fire, not rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. There's going to be bystander training now yeah, at yeah. a lot of companies because of that very thing. But, you know, I and I that was her suggestion. But as a woman who's been in these instances, I have had people be like, Hey, was that okay? And I feel like more than not, we're like, it's fine. I don't want to make it. Yes. And the thing is, we we do sort of have to start making a deal Mm -hmm. out of it. Like, no, that wasn't okay. Yeah. It's uncomfortable as hell to speak up for ourselves. I think that's something that we're we're finding. And then to be like, oh God, this man has to do it. Why can't I do it Mm -hmm. for myself? Like it deals with all these things that have been ingrained in us since childhood. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, so it, it brings up so many other issues when yeah. you unpack one. But I think trying something new, doing something new, especially if it involves confrontation, is always going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like you just kind of, it's like going to a restaurant where you don't, where it's one of those places where you have to know everything that you want in the salad before you get up to the front. And the first time you do it, you're like, what? I don't know how to do this. And then you end up like almost calling the cashier mommy. Like, I don't know how to order this for me. But it's only the one time that it's uncomfortable. And then the second time yeah. you do it, it's easier. And I then have, the third time you do I it, it's easier. I have a thought slash solution slash hot take on this. Do you mm. think that if we just straight up banned alcohol from workplace situations, that would lessen the blow of what's no. happening. No, no. you no, think that it would happen regardless. Sober men are just as bold. Yeah, uh, I think it's happening in. It's not just at bar. I mean, if I'm ever performing and there's like a company Christmas party, I'm like, let's yeah. just go watch that. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Way funnier. Way funnier. There's gonna people are drinking wine out of plastic cups. <laughs> this is gonna get messy. <laughs> so it's. I think it's happening within those. Those are extreme, regardless cases. of sobriety. Oh, I know people that have gotten fired after a company Christmas party. Really? Or like someone's. Bo- they were like, yeah, he's not coming back. Wow. I don't know. I wouldn't go to like my jobs Christmas party because I was like. I don't want to be drunk with these people. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want I know, that. This sounds like an awful well, idea. Well, people whose best friends are their coworkers, we can flag them as something. Right? Up. They're like insane <laughs> sure. people. Sure. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Well, I wish we could talk. We could talk about this for a lot longer, but we have to move on to a segment we call "Dude, You Asked." After the break, we'll be right back. Guys, it's been a rough year going to get rougher and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet you could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender do your worst but we have a better idea for you which is pick out something from the crooked store the store is stocked with tons of new merch it's perfect for the spring and classics like the friend of the pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship depending on how things go pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year or a hat celebrating your favorite pod go to crooked.com store to shop All 
right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com. And this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. Donald Trump can't leave the courtroom, so just to rub it in a little, Pod Save America is going on tour. He's probably asleep right now, but if he were conscious, he'd be so, so jealous. The Democracy or Else tour begins in Brooklyn on June 26th, followed by Boston on June 28th. Then we go to Madison, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, and Philly. See all the tour dates and get your tickets now at crooked.com slash events. And we're back with a segment we call Dude You Asked. We have celebrity guest co-host Nicole Byer here. Boy, celebrity sounds so strange every time you say it. Please, can you say mildly successful co-host? Mildly successful co-host Nicole Byer is here to, I like to help us succeed. I like that so much better. To help us succeed mildly. Um, Dude, you asked these questions. were submitted via our uh, show's email address, hysteria at crooked.com. But warning, if you email it, there's a few people who can check it. So if you send us a dick pic, we will email it around Have the entire company. Sent you dick pics? So many pictures of men named Dick. Dick Cheney. Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory. Oh. Dick Nixon. Dick Nixon. Wait, Dick but York. you haven't gotten a dick pic? Nope. nope. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, we'll make fun of them if we get them. Anyway. And we'll show everybody. We will show everybody. Okay, so first question from Henry. Uh, so on the last episode of the pod, you talked about using bitch colloquially, but it's okay because that comes from women. In the gay community, host, slut, bitch, and cunt are used in a similar sense for both genders. Do you think that's an issue? Mm, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> I think no. I think that there are other sh- shit going on that's like more important. You can call me a hoe. I don't care. You're a hoe. We're all hoes. I'd like fine. to go on the record. You can call me whatever you want, especially if you're a gay man. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> I don't have a problem with like bitch or cunt. I don't like when a white gay man calls me sis or sister. We are not mm-hmm. in this together. My plight's a little harder than yours. White man. <laughs> That's my one issue. And then, like, when white gay males appropriate, you can pay homage to who you took it from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just... I, that's my whole issue mm-hmm. when white gay males appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but please feel free to call me a bitch. You can call me a cunt. That's fine. That don't hurt my feelings. No. Yeah. I'm not a white lady. I would mm-hmm. say cunt's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, I think a good rule of thumb is that unless you know a woman, don't assume that it's okay to call her anything. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I agree. No matter what your sexuality is and no matter who you're speaking to, mm-hmm. just you know, make sure you're on that level. Unless it's you. your mama mm-hmm. and you know a lot about her. <laughs> 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 okay uh, next question from Alex who is Canadian uh, and, and made sure to tell me in the email that he was Canadian which is a very Canadian thing to do <laughs> um, how can I walk late at night in the same direction as women without seeming like a creepy stalker occasionally if I take the bus or subway home late at night women will get off at the same stop and walk in the same direction for a couple blocks should I cross the street whistle show tunes pretend to pause and check my phone so she can get further ahead that that's a great question. Yeah. That's that's exactly what you should do. Check yeah. your phone, give her space, walk yeah. around. Yeah, get on the other yeah, side. Get of the on the street. other side of the street. Leave her alone. Give her space. Don't make eye contact. Yeah, yeah. That's... I've had men before be like, "I'm not gonna hurt you," and I'm like, "Well, now you now are." Yeah, I'm a hundred percent sure you're gonna put me in a dumpster and yeah. kill me. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, in those situations, like you can you can be rude. For no reason, or you can be rude for a good reason, mm-hmm. and like the the risk of being rude is not worth how what the bad thing right. that is could mm-hmm. happen to you. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. you know, don't take it personally, guys. Um, but I think that like if you really care about making women feel comfortable, mm-hmm. then give them space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, third question from Tehran, who sent us a picture of Dick Gregory. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Dick Gregory? He's uh, he he's, was the first black man to do comedy on TV. Hmm. I sat next. 
I sat next to him on a plane once. He's funny. He's passed now. Wait, Rest what did he peace. look like? I gotta look him up. Googs, okay. Googs it. I hope I know his face. You will. You will. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, I'm gonna be real burst. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question. Uh, so now that we have social media and know people far more intimately than we probably ever wanted to. Oh, I to, know who he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel better now. Oh, boy. <laughs> Whew, thank goodness we got that out of the way. Okay, so the question is, what TV show, song, book, movie, etc., do you miss the most that you had to get rid of because of a creator or star that was revealed to be a shitty guy? Oh. I was sad. Remix to Ignition. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not the initial Ignition, the remix to Ignition. Yeah. Y'all know I it. I did like R. Kelly. Yeah. I did love the Cosby show. Yeah. You can even like really say that when people are like, who inspired you? If you say the Cosby show, you'll be like, I know he's bad, but Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that really... Was a staple in my childhood, yeah. so that was sad. Um, who else? Morgan Freeman. Wait, oh. you know what? There's, he, there's, I know <laughs> he's one of, of those. Like, but did didn't he just marry his granddaughter? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He still tried to like touch a lady up her skirt. Wait, really? Yeah. Because the, the last thing I heard was that woman who said that she wanted to like see how she got pregnant. Did you see that thing? No. This woman was like, he like harassed me. Um. But then the video, I saw the video and I was like, no, lady, you're wrong. Like, this is, you're crying wolf. This is not harassment. Oh, that's, that's rough. I can't remember what was actually said in the video. Oh, it video. was like a press junket. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think Alan Arkin or Alan Alda, one of those old white <laughs> Alans, he was like, oh, you're pregnant. She was like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And then he was like, I once mistaken a woman for pregnant who wasn't pregnant. And Morgan was like, I wish I was there for that. Yeah. And she was like. He said he wished he was there for me to get pregnant. I was like, bitch, your ears are clogged. You didn't say nothing like that. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anybody who I had to... You know what? I gave up Thurston Moore before Me Too even happened. Because I didn't mm. I didn't like how he had treated Kim. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. I will not see a Mark Wahlberg movie. I was sad I didn't get to see Manchester by the Sea. Because I do like a sad Northeastern mm, It's a tragedy. good movie, and I watched right. it before... Yeah, Casey Affleck. Uh, but I don't care about missing anything else from him. Yeah, I just want to see Michelle Williams, and I know there's like a baby tragedy, mm-hmm. and that's right I in my that, cinematic wheelhouse. You would like it. It's sad. Huh? I thought that movie was insufferable. I hated it. Okay, well, great. Now I don't take? feel as yeah. bad. Okay, here's yeah. the thing. Don't watch the whole thing. Watch how. Fast forward it to the reveal of why he's a sad man. Yes, great. I know that. I know what happened. Oh, well, then you, then I, know the I made people tell me. Uh, That's how sick I am. All right. It's good. His little baby's got all cooked up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. That's all the time we have for Dude You Ask. I'm glad we got a nice little Rotten Tomatoes review of Manchester by the Sea. Um... Up it's next. not based on a true story, is it? No. Great. No, babies never die. <laughs> um, I didn't want to be talking about specific babies getting cooked up. That's, and then that, someone yes. coming for me being like, why are you saying it like that? That would be the, the worst nailed it episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see your cooked babies. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> okay. Now time for dessert. Uh, <laughs> it's a news story that will never make the front page, but that we can't stop thinking about anyway. This week's dessert story, a woman named Christina Roth has bought an island, <laughs> and she's using it as a resort where no men are allowed. Um, oh, she's going to get sued soon. <laughs> Some angry man's going to be like, but what about me? This is reverse sexism. All I want to do is be on an island I'm not allowed on. <laughs> Well, it's off the coast of Finland, so who knows what those rules are over there. Mm. It's off the coast of Finland. She'd been this very successful businesswoman before, and it's a sanctuary that only is open to eight guests at a time Uh um, where they can all kind of hang out. And there's pictures of it on on Forbes and a couple other places. And it's uh, been operating since June 23rd, but there's an 8,500-person wait list to come Mm. on the island. So here's something I was thinking. My first thought was like, I want to go there. My second thought was like, Men who read this story will be like, why can't I go there? Instead of what they should think, which is, whoa, women really don't like being around. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, yeah. don't you think that the same guy that thinks that is also going to be like, whatever, they're lesbians that want yeah. them anyway. Uh-huh. And yeah. just write off that whole subsect. I had two thoughts. First off, I was like, gender side, I just want my own island where people have to <laughs> apply to hang out with me. <laughs> and it's a max of seven other people <sighs> so that there's eight of us total. That's the perfect amount for a dinner party. And then you go and do your own things. The second thought is that they lost me. They lost this 
Christina Roth, if you're listening, you lost me when you wrote in your article, we make our own ghee. We make our own coconut yogurt with babao powder and probiotics. Yeah. I want like Cheez-Its and carnitas. If I'm yeah. having my own <laughs> island, I don't I don't care about ghee. I don't want like no. all natural shit. Exactly. Who is ghee? Exactly. I, I think eight is too low, too. Because what if you get a bad egg in there? Yeah. Then you're like, ugh, Susan's fucking here for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd be eight like, is what? a small amount of people mm-hmm. i i don't know i i would only go with seven other pals yeah exactly yeah and yeah. then just free the bush yeah i would be i would be naked Maybe would with... you with friends yeah i couldn't oh, do I'm that i'm naked a lot i'm naked a lot but with oh, friends boy. with friends yeah i'm starting to get into nudity with friends yeah <laughs> my boyfriend says i'm nude too often <laughs> Really? And that's your boyfriend. I know, and he likes it, I think. (laughs) I don't think he does if he's telling you it's too often. Well, he's not coming to the island anyways. (laughs) He's not allowed. He's not allowed. He's not allowed. Um, Unfortunately, we have to shut this island of all ladies down. (laughs) Um, Nicole Byer, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Come back again sometime. We can talk about cooking babies. Yeah, cook them up. Sizzle them, saute, fry them. Okay, we are almost out of time for this week's episode of Hysteria, but before we go, we're going to talk about the hills we'll die on this week. Grace and Megan, I'm sure you've got good hills. I'm going to start with mine. Mm -hmm. Here's the hill I'll die on this week. I've never had the same Uber driver or Lyft driver, ever, and I rely on Uber and Lyft to get around in Los Angeles. I've never had the same driver, ever. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. I, and I think the fact that I've never had the same driver is a sign that we're living in a simulation. Ooh, okay. I right. <laughs> will die on that hill with you as well. I have had the same Uber driver. It's real creepy. Um, I've gotten, I don't know what that was. I just, <laughs> <laughs> they're, living, they're living inside of me they're now. They're living inside of me now. Um, so I would say that you've actually, that you're actually in a wonderful position to have not seen the same face as uh, as an Uber driver or Lyft driver yet. Because it's, it's, it's jarring. Yeah. For both parties, by it's the like, way. Oh. It's like when the yeah. ancient people saw an owl and they were like, <laughs> some like, pestilence is going to befall my house. That's what happens when you get the same Uber driver. Exactly. Anyway, I think we're living in a simulation. Megan, what do you think? This is going to be controversial. I don't think LaCroix is that good. What? Oh, Things come on. Things that I come think on. are better than LaCroix. Fresca. Whoa. Water. But Fresca, but Fresca's got so much sugar in Who it. Who cares? What was saying? Okay, hold on. Are we talking okay, all flavors I'm, of LaCroix? I mean, it's fun. Listen, is I'll it, throw it in a vodka and make a little fun little summer. Boop, boop. But I think water. I'm having some... I'm not going to say what brand it is because they're not paying us. But I'm having some good old-fashioned American water right now. Here's a question. If I pronounce it La Croix, does it make it any more tasty? Worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Grace. Okay, um, my here's the hill that I will die on. You guys know birds, the little uh, electronic scooters that are taking over L.A.? I work in Santa Monica. They're everywhere. Okay, I am anti-bird people. I love the concept of getting cars off the road. Great, awesome, let's do it hate the people that are using birds. I know like three people who use birds that I like. Everybody else is a dummy, dummy two-shoes. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. What is it about a person's personality that makes them a bird person? Well, initially it was like, it appealed to an inquisitive type, a bunch of people who are really like environmentally conscious and experimental. And now you have like 14-year-old tourists and you have families, which is really weird. And you have drunk kids who don't have licenses, which is why they're getting, they're on birds to begin with. It's all bad. And they just don't know the rules. And they're just like weaving through traffic. People are drunk birding? They're definitely drunk birding. You can get an OWI. You can get an OWI from drunk birding. Also, you know that you're from Wisconsin. <laughs> ask me anything about public intoxication, and I can I can tell you about it. Actually, I as you were saying that, Grace, I just had a realization. So I used to live in Chicago before I moved to New York, which was before I moved to L.A. Uh-huh. We did the same pilgrimage. Oh my! We went east and then west. Pilgrim sisters. Oh, we are. We're pilgrim sisters. <laughs> um, but I did the pilgrimage from Chicago to New York. But in Chicago, there's this thing that everybody who lives in Chicago hates, and there's segways. Yeah. The yeah. tourists are riding. Birds are just segways. They, they are. They're, they Calif- are just... they're California segways. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. All right. Well, I'm glad we figured out... <laughs> <laughs> our dumbest opinions for the week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, listeners of Hysteria, our email address is hysteria at crooked.com. We've been getting a lot of dick pics, and by dick, I mean 
Men Named Dick, which is hilarious. <laughs> yes. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Friends of the podcast. Uh, hysteria at Crooked.com. I'm Aaron. Grace and Megan, thanks for joining me this week. Thank you. Thank you as and always. we'll have more Hysteria next week. Right, because girls just want to have fun, so Annie, get your gun. Woo!